the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Okay, let's begin. What kind of man was Boaz before he married? He was absolutely ruthless. Okay, that's a funny one. <laughs> okay, there's somebody who's about to get it like just now. If you've not studied, this is how you, you know what? We're going to be like telling clever ones. So we see who studies the Bible and who doesn't. I would have given you another one, but it's got, it's too, it, it's, I think accountants, economists, and those who are interested in finances are the ones who like it. So I'll just keep it to myself. Okay, at least pretend to laugh. Is that, is that clear? Fine. Okay, the question is... <laughs> okay, who was the greatest money man in the Bible? The answer, interestingly, is Noah. Why? You're already laughing. Guys, why Noah? Because he was floating his stock while everyone else was in liquidation. (laughs) Okay, one more. (laughs) Okay, who didn't get that one? Like, like be honest with me. (laughs) You should crack that when you're about to do one of your economist lectures. Yeah. Okay, fine. Final one. Okay, let's just continue. Um... It's dry. I'm telling you, it's like very dry. (laughs) Why did the unemployed man get excited while reading his Bible? He thought he saw a job. (laughs) Matthew chapter 13. (laughs) Matthew 13. (laughs) Matthew 13. (laughs) And let's look at... (laughs) (laughs) let's look at verse 44 someone may be wondering why are we so excited on resurrection guys we can't be gloomy he's risen from the dead hey he's alive no we're not going to pretend it's a funeral or something 
like that's why I don't do those things like on Friday let's all be sad Jesus has died today on Saturday we're wondering what's gonna happen no 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 we already know how the story ends so we are very excited okay we're very excited it's a party it's a party here so let's go <laughs> Matthew 13 verse 44 <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, I don't like stopping people with their praise in it. And we will praise you for the rest of our days. Yes, we will praise you for the rest of our days. Okay, lovely, 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 lovely. No, this song, you don't allow it to go far. Because once it reaches, yes, Lord, for the rest of our days, yes. And then you think it has finished. For the rest of our days, yes. Matthew 13, <laughs> verse 44. <laughs> Lord, I pray, let there be such an outburst of joy today. Matthew 13, verse 44. Today, I want us to look at the death, burial, and resurrection from Jesus' perspective, right? Now, I'm saying this because oftentimes we look at it from um, our own perspective, which is okay, but I also want us to look at it from Jesus' perspective. When we look at it from our own perspective, I don't know about you, but then I see my old self. Um, I'm not going to pretend that I would have been like John and Mary and all those crying. Who knows? Maybe I would have even been the first one to hit the nail in. And uh, <laughs> Now, if I knew that was the only way to salvation. <laughs> no, but what I'm trying to say is uh, we all nailed him there, right? It was our sin and our transgressions that did that. But I want us to see it from his perspective. And, you know, we came to the cross and we came to pour <laughs> our oil and stuff like that and uh, were accepted. But let's hear him describe this from his perspective. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for the joy over it, goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Now, let me begin by stating that that portion of scripture is referring from the direction of God to us, not us to God. Because we didn't buy Jesus. We couldn't afford. Okay? Let's look at it from the Passion translation. So let's go. Heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. We should do a play on this. A person discovered there was hidden treasure in a field. Upon finding it, 
he hid it again <laughs> because of uncovering such treasure he was overjoyed and sold all that he possessed to buy the entire field just so he could have the treasure ladies and gentlemen from the perspective of our Lord what kept him going was you and I what kept him going was okay look there's treasure I've hidden in, 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 in Frederick there's treasure you mentioned your name uh, any random name what's your name your name yeah yeah for the treasure in Jawanzi your name please sorry I didn't hear you George for the treasure in George the treasure in the treasure in the treasure in the treasure in so today let's do this let's not be selfish find out your neighbor's name and then when I say the treasure in shout your neighbors okay if you don't have a neighbor just lift your hand why are you leaving them alone they also want a neighbor okay let's go so for the treasure in and no one shouted my name can you imagine i'm sure my wife was screaming it out okay so so now he sold all that he had he possessed to buy the entire field just so he could have the treasure so from his perspective you see in the scriptures we begin to see jesus illustrating how he feels about it and the selling all that he had is hard but the joy is the treasure i want you to understand that when we talk about the passion of our lord we do agree that this was a moment of grief it was a moment of pain but i want you to understand that there was joy as he was doing it and i can show you from the scriptures it, it, it takes joy to say forgive them they don't know what they're doing it takes joy to be in pain and still turn to someone and say today you'll be with me in paradise which as I mentioned on Friday what he meant is <laughs> that guy was dying <laughs> yeah and let me show you look at Hebrews chapter 12 Hebrews 12 from verse 1 the New King James is okay you see you've already picked it right if you've got this verse in your head you've already picked where i'm going it says therefore we also since we're surrounded by so a great cloud of witnesses a cloud of witnesses refers to those who've gone before us let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run the race and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us next verse looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of god have you ever seen somebody running a marathon race i once tried it didn't work out so well now have you ever seen somebody successfully run a marathon race you will notice that there comes a point of the race where it's all about endurance where it doesn't look like they're enjoying running but then it becomes for the joy that joy of that trophy there are some people who like winning so they can do anything just to win so that joy of that trophy and it's the same thing for the lord jesus 
It's like, okay, look, for the joy set before him, like, okay, fine. I'll endure the cross. I'll endure the cross. The nail is hit. It, it hurts so much. Frederick, 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 Frederick. Frederick would need to be saved. Frederick would need to be saved. Frederick would need to be saved. And, and, and despite having all the power to just snap his fingers, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. It's, it's, it's because of the joy of having you and I that he actually endured. You can see the aspect of his joy being brought out in so many scriptures. Let me show you two more. Isaiah 53. Now we've read he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we were healed. But have we ever gone down to like verse 7, 8, 9, 10 somewhere there? So don't be surprised if my Easter sermon seems to be very happy. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> every phrase is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord. Come and sing it. Every praise, hey, every praise. God, my Savior, very quickly. God my Savior, God my healer, God my deliverer, yes he is, yes he is. Every priest is to our God, Sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Okay. Every praise, every praise to our God. Wonderful. You can take your seats. Let's continue. Now, I just want us to see something about his joy, right? So Isaiah 53. I want us now to see from verse. Isaiah 53, I want to see from verse 7. Look at this. It says, he was oppressed, he was afflicted. I'm too happy, eh? <laughs> Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Remember when they were questioning him and there are certain questions he just never answered. Uh-huh, let's go. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who would declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. Do you understand that? Can I explain it? I explain it? What this means is, I want you to understand that Isaiah is like seeing it from like about 600 years in the past. So he's seeing this man, and then he's noticed the man has died without having children. So he's saying, Ish, what a great man, but who would declare his generation? because he's being cut off from the land of the living. So that's what he's saying. Like, he is a great man, but why is he dying without children? So it seems so sad. Next verse. And they made his grave with the wicked. Uh-huh. But with the rich at his death. Do you remember in the scriptures? He was buried in a rich man's tomb. Okay. 
because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Next verse. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. <laughs> he, was, he has put him to grief when you make his soul an offering for sin. Can I just explain one more thing here? Many of us, when we think of the suffering that Jesus experienced, we think about his body. But can you imagine that I believe, those nails that you, we think pierce the body, what about what pierced the soul? Because the Bible says his soul was made an offering for sin. So it wasn't just physical. It was the most agony someone could experience. Let me give you an example. Um, have you noticed when a person does something wrong and they've got a conscience, there's a part of them that feels a bit empty, a bit dark, a bit... Especially when they feel, okay, I think I've offended God here. You feel far. Now, I want you to imagine all the sin of the world laid on one man. How far can a person feel from God? How, east, how far is the east from the west? That's probably how Jesus felt at that point. When he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Can you imagine the level of anguish? He felt the terribleness of it. It was so sad. And then, now look at this. Earlier we were told his generations have been cut off, right? So he would not have, he was cut off from the land of the living, so he didn't have generations, they didn't have children. And then he goes on to say, he shall see his seed. What seed? <laughs> Who are the seed he will see? I thought he was cut off from the land of the living. And he says, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Then notice what it says. So who are his seed? Who are his seed? <laughs> and then it says, he shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. Who are the labor of his soul? Who are the labor of his soul? And it says, by his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Why is he going to be satisfied? Because he will justify us. Now, and it's interesting that Dikon Shema touched on justification. To be justified means to be acquitted and made righteous. I want you to get this one. I want you to get this one. There is a difference between being released from prison after serving a conviction and being acquitted of charges. There is a difference. A person can go to prison for, let's say, four years because they were found guilty about something. And when they come out of prison, it's not that they are now no longer guilty about what they did. It's just that they've served their time. There are certain jobs they may never be able to get because it will be on their records. That's people will ask for police records. In short, they'll probably be labeled as an ex-convict. That's what they'll be labeled as. However, when you're acquitted, it means they can get your fingerprints. They can put the fingerprints in the police. They will not find... You're not, you're not called an ex-charged man. 
It means the records have to be deleted. It means you're guilty of that offense. And no one has a right to deny you any privilege that anybody else has. And that's what the Lord Jesus did. He justified us, meaning he got us acquitted firstly. No charge against us. No wonder in Romans 8, when you look, should be, is it 33? Is it 33? Romans 8, 33. Let me see it. It says, my God, why am I sensing the anointing like that again? It says, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Are you noticing the language being used here is very legal? It says, who will bring a charge if the Lord God has entered the knowledge? Let me not say much. If you were a legal mind, you would understand what I just said there. If the Lord has entered the knowledge prosecute, who will bring a charge against you? So that's what he says here. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. You see the word used again? Justifies. And that's what the Lord looks at and is satisfied. And then look at what it says. Verse 34. So it says, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Who is he who condemns? First, it can't be man because if it was to be man, then first, it would, for man to be in the position to condemn, then they would have to meet the standard. The standard they would have to meet is let you as no sin cast the first stone, right? And then it says, it is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God who makes intercession for us. Let's go, verse 5. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Uh-huh. As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Now, this church, the church was going through a heavy period of persecution. They were being killed every day. And yet they could boldly say, who can separate us from the love of God? Next verse. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life no angels, no principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come. In short, even if the biggest angels to come and say, um, I've come with a message from heaven. What's the message? God no longer loves you. You're lying. You, you're about to be fired. Because on that area, you're wrong. It's at a level beyond angels. It's at the level of God. No height, no depth, no anything. Other created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want us to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that the Lord Jesus approached this with joy. And we're going to be entering the communion shortly. But I just wanted us to have that picture in our minds. Read the story of the lost sheep, the lost coin, the prodigal son. Who is he talking about? He's talking about... He's showing you the position of the heaven towards us. The prodigal son one for me is the one that really gets to me sometimes. That one is in Luke, right? Is it 15, 17? Yeah. When you look at the story of the prodigal son, you know the part that shocks me? How and the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son, they're all like in the same. And what surprises me about it is you know, you can imagine Jesus was just thinking and he's like, okay, how can I explain these thoughts to them? Okay, today let me talk about lost sheep, lost coins, lost sons. 
And what's the biggest thing you see in all of them? The joy in finding them. It's the joy in finding them. It even says there's joy in the heavens when, a sin, when one sinner repents, even more than 99 people. Now, if you know how joyful the Lord is about his 99, then it just tells you what happens in the heavens. What, what, don't you think every time someone gets saved, there's a dance? Like, maybe in heaven there's like a drum, like, it's about to happen, it's about to happen, it's about to happen. No, that one's about to lift their hands, then they lift, and then they say, Lord Jesus. Then the beat starts, da, da, da. And I can imagine the dance the Lord gives. Ah, there's joy. And then, when you study it, for me, let me tell you the part that surprises me. It's the joy of the father seeing the son come back. The son was filthy. He had been chilling with pigs and stuff like that. And he's on his way. And the father saw him from afar and ran to him. The father didn't even do that thing. You know, there's that thing that, uh, that's done sometimes. <laughs> I say this with all due respect. But you know, there's that parental thing where you're like, where the person has come to say sorry and you're just like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, make me tea. <laughs> so there's that one, right? <laughs> but then, the, the father couldn't even hide it. The son is all the way that side. Now, that also shows you that the father was always watching. How often was the father coming to watch? Thinking, maybe today is the day my son comes home. Maybe today is the day my son comes home. Maybe it's that autocall. Maybe that's the one. Maybe that's the day. And even today right now, he's watching. There's someone who's about to respond today. And then, the father was always watching. And you find out that Luke 15. I'm glad media is helping me right with the illustration. I'm almost ready right now. <laughs> and he sees the son from afar off. He was still able to recognize him. And he ran for him. The son, if you've read, had told himself that he was going back to God, to, to his father, not to be a son, but to be a servant. He said, my father's servants eat better food than this. And he came and said, look, I've sinned against you and I've sinned against heaven. So let me be one of your servants. The father completely ignored that foolish comment. Uh, why have I, uh, you're finding that word a bit strong. Because for a father, it's foolishness for a son to call himself what he's not. No, I've got a quick, no, imagine this. Imagine your parents come home, and maybe because you did something wrong, they find you've left a letter on the door. No, uh, I've realized that I don't deserve you as parents. Do you think they'll sit and say, oh, my child is so humble. They will, as in they will, they will look for you, then whip you. <laughs> And then so because of that, I've just gone to live in the doghouse and I'll be eating food from the bin because I don't deserve you as parents. So the son comes. Yeah, look at this, verse 21, right? Look at verse 21. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. The father ignored that. Look at the next verse. He says, but the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. That's righteousness. And put a ring on his hand. That's the Holy Spirit. And sandals on his feet. You can see there's a covering there, right? And that's the gospel of peace. Let's go on. And he says, bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. You know, my imagination. This is my imagination. 
This is not doctrinal explanation, it's my imagination. My imagination is that in, in his hope of his son always coming, there was like a cow he was always fatted in, you know? Like he would take out that frustration. He went, eat, 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 eat. The son hasn't come today, I'll make it eat even more. <laughs> and he says, bring out the fatted cow here and kill it. Uh, let's go back. And let us eat and be merry. Uh-huh. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now is found. And they began to be merry. As in the whole, f- the other brother wakes up and he's just finding everybody. Charlie, no, what happened? The guy is back. I don't know if you're getting my point. And that's the kind of picture that the Lord wants us to have. That it's a joyful thing for him to see us saved. When he comes, he sees us offering the sacrifice of praise. When he looks at you and uh, you can stand before God blameless. You can stand before God not having to feel far or to feel condemned maybe because of what you did in the past or something like that. The Lord Jesus looks at that and he's satisfied. When he sees you in a position where you had a bitter heart but now you can forgive a person. You, you, your, your language was so vulgar and foul but now your words are seasoned with grace. When you speak, people are even encouraged. Where uh, Perhaps you had messed up with your body, but now you can walk as an epitome of purity and an epitome of, of virtue, both as a man and as a woman. When the Lord looks at that, he's like, yeah, that's why I did it. Praise God. Hallelujah. And even as we take the communion, I just want us to see one last thing. As we take the communion, um, though before that we'll have the altar of our salvation, but I just want us to see something about the communion and we go to it so in the meantime i want you to ask yourself that question are you born again are you denying the lord jesus his joy <laughs> don't let that grace be in vain eh? um i want us to see this luke 22 verse 15 and that's why even as we take the communion i want us to be excited sometimes you know there are certain things we do a bit religiously like, maybe because we haven't ex- understood the scripture where Paul said, examine yourself. There's a whole lot to the context of that scripture. Some of those guys were coming for communion, not to celebrate the Lord Jesus. They were coming because they were hungry. And usually they would have like, a su- it was like a supper set up. And so they would come and then they eat before the rest of the people. <laughs> Paul was like, guys, you're missing the point now. <laughs> so they were eating it unworthily. So he said to them, so sometimes we think communion means when taking communion, your eye has to be like this. Mm. No, look at what he says. He said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Next verse. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. So he, had, he was actually desiring, like, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Then he even sent the disciples ahead, which shows that the ministry of setup started even in Jesus' days. He told the disciples to go set it up. In case. Praise God. So we'll get to that in a moment. But before that, I want to give an opportunity, whether it's to one, whether it's to five, whether it's to ten, it's worth the opportunity. And I must mention, the Kitra Church is watching us today. God bless you. And 
also a big shout out to the virtual church who are always with us on Sundays. So now, ladies and gentlemen, there is no better gift you can give to the Lord Jesus today than yourself. So if you're listening to me and I don't know which position you've been in, your life doesn't have to be a sad one. You can come to the Lord Jesus today. Okay? So if you'd like to be born again, or perhaps you used to be on a proper path, but you turned away from it and you'd like to just come back to the Lord today, I want you to raise your hand and raise it high with excitement. Don't, let's, let's be excited about it. So I'll give you a minute. Just raise your hand if you want to be born again uh, today. We have cases where people are waiting for the first one. I really want us to be sure before we take communion. Is there anyone here who's not saved? Okay, I'll allow you to ask your neighbor and just check on them in case they're shy. No, I'm serious. Find out from people if they are born again, if they are saved. If they're in a place of they are not sure, I would advise them to respond to the altar call. I'm giving you a moment. Find out, please. Outside, you're saved. Kukonoko, you're saved. To my right, that side, are you saved? Okay, this side. wadi samba. Okay. Having said that, is there anyone? Uh, raise your hand. Oh, she'll raise it if she wants to. Are you shy? Okay. Anybody else? Anyone who wants to give their life to the Lord? Okay. Wonderful. Oh, you guys want to. Alright, come, 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 come. Are you guys friends? I want to give the Lord Jesus a party, so. And like I said, I would also permit if there is somebody who maybe it's more of a rededication, it's okay. Perhaps you are on the right path and you strayed away. I would like you to raise your hand as well so we can help you out as well. You can come through. Come through. Is there anybody else? Okay. Ah, we've got another brother there. Today seems to be a day for the brothers. Is there anybody else? We can escort you if you want. Hold on. If there's someone, maybe you're a bit shy and you need someone to just escort you. The brothers, the brothers, the brothers. Anybody else? Come, 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 come. 
One more person you didn't clap for. Anybody else? I'm willing to come pick you up myself. Anybody else? Anyone? You're shy or you're battling? Is it today, not today? Today, I'll do it at home. I'll do it. No, no. It's better here at home. No one will scream for you. So, is there anybody else? Okay. Christ. What a harvest. What a harvest. Now, I want to I wanna just say something. When After this, we're taking communion. Eh? And when it's time to take the communion, none of you should shy out of it. Like the salvation and forgiveness of God is not like uh, 30 minutes first. First, the Lord analyzes you. No, it's very instant. None of you should shy out of communion. It's your divine right. To take the communion and I would like to see all of us take the communion okay lift your hands Lord Jesus wow I want you to say after me okay say Lord Jesus I believe you are the son of God I believe you came in the flesh you died you were buried and you rose again. I confess you as my Lord. Amen. Who's ready to have supper with Jesus? <laughs> he says, Behold, I, I stand at the door and knock, right? And if anyone accepts. Now. Hey. You know, I'm seeing a lot about setup here. Let's go. Luke 22. So, as you see from verse 7, then came the day of their living bread when the Passover must be killed. And he sent Peter and John saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us that we may eat. So they say to him, Where do you want us to prepare? And he said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. 
follow him into the house which he enters. Then you shall say to the master of the house, the teacher says to you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large furnished upper room. There make ready. This has given me motivation to have large furnished auditoriums for us to enjoy the feast of the Lord. Eh? And so this is something that he desired. And we'll, we'll come to verse 17 soon. You give me a signal. Eh? Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Don't no worry about the kids. Jesus always wanted them near him. Are you guys ready? Uh, team, give me a signal if we're good. Perhaps raise your hand if there's an element you've not received. If you've not received either the cup or the bread, raise your hand. What song can we sing? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I'm alive to tell the story and I've overcome. Yeah, let me hear it. So glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done. His goodness and mercy and the power of the blood. Uh, Math, Luke chapter 22 and verse 17. So it says, he took the cup and gave thanks and said, take this, divide it amongst yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. So it was divided, right? And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it. And gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance for me. Now hold on. We've seen in 1 Corinthians 11 that there are some people who, due to the unworthiness of the way they were handling matters, the taking of communion caused challenges in their body. Now, if that's the case, then what do you think happens to our body when we do it in a worthy manner? So if there's somebody here who's been believing God for a miracle in their body. Doesn't matter how long the situation has been. As you take the communion, I want you to reflect on the fact that this body was broken and his, healed by his stripes we were healed. I don't want you to accept a lower standard of life than the one the Lord Jesus delivered to us. goodness and mercy we may all take the bread Likewise, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. 
which is shared for you. Can you imagine? In his blood is where the new covenant was. Because in his blood is where scripture is the life of a man was. And by giving us his blood, he was giving us his life. Like he would again a hundred billion times. By what measure could amount to your desire? You're the one who never leaves one behind. So every drop of blood was shed so that all of us would experience the new life. It says that we may walk in the newness of life. And even as you take of the cup, I want you to reflect on what this new life has done for you. How now you can live a life of purpose. You can live a life of self-control. You can live a life of prosperity. You can live a life of wellness in your mind. Wellness in your soul. You can live a life that gives glory to God. A life that gives glory to God. So I want us to take of the cup. I'll probably break out into worship because I usually do that. You're free to be worshipping as well. As you're worshipping, you just keep one, like half an eye open so that you just pass the cup to the side. And the like, and the team collects. Are we ready to take off the cup? Please don't feel guilty if it tastes nice. It probably tasted nice even on the day of communion. Eh? It's juice, that's why. It probably won't taste like blood. So I hope, <laughs> I hope you're following. <laughs> Let's take off the cup. And if you want to make a fresh commitment to the Lord Jesus, you are free to just, on your seat, just speak to him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious, oh, precious is that flow that makes that makes me white as no other flower. No. Found I know nothing but the it's blood nothing but of the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Takwakabe Wabanga Iwe Takwakabe Wabanga imwe Takwakabe Wabanga imwe 
yawe takwa kabe wabanga imwe takwa kabe takwa kabe wabanga imwe yawe takwa kabe wabanga imwe Takwa kabe, takwa kabe, wabanga iwe, yawe. Takwa kabe, iwe takwa kabe, wabanga iwe. Lift your hands. Takwa kabe. Wow. He left the cross. He left the grave. And he's on the throne. 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 Weva mushilo. Weva ikala basansama. Irabasata karabaha. Weba ikala basansama Lelo twafu kama makuzi Kulimwe wa mshilo Lelo twafu kama makuzi Kulimwe wa mshilo Weba mshilo we are quiet for a moment let's just take a moment and just even in these few minutes that we're left with just acknowledge the holiness of God 
Lord, we acknowledge you as holy. Acknowledge you as holy. Acknowledge you as holy. May we worship you now. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord? Can you hear the sound of heaven? The sound of many waters. It's a sound of worship, and it's coming from His throne. And their cries of adoration, as men from every nation lift their voices to make. His glory known Singing Holy, holy, holy Are you Lord And holy, holy, holy Are you Lord The elders and angels bow the redeemed they worship you now singing holy 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 are you lord can you hear that sound from heaven it's like a sound of many waters it's a sound of worship and it's coming from his room. <laughs> and there cries of adoration as men from every nation they lift their voices to make his glory known. They're singing holy, holy, holy you Lord and holy 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 are you Lord hey, the elders and angels bow the redeemed they worship you now singing holy 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 are you Lord? And what kind of man is Jesus? Hallelujah. What kind of man is Jesus? Hallelujah. What kind of man is Jesus? What kind of man is Jesus? Hallelujah. He makes the blind to see. Hallelujah. What kind of man is Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worship unto 
Proceeding from your throne, twenty-four elders bowing down, casting down those crowns of gold. A lot of people are being filled with the Spirit. You start speaking in tongues for the first time. Many others will start speaking like different kinds of tongues that they've never spoken before. That's what I want to experience in this morning. Day and night, night and day. Let the kids come back in here. Whether they make noise or not, let them come back in here. And only one word comes to mind. There's only one word to describe. And only one word comes to mind. There's only one word to describe. That word is holy, holy, Lord God Almighty. Holy, 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 holy,
Lord God Almighty, Lord God Almighty, sing holy, 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 you are, holy, Lord God Almighty, Lord God Almighty, sing holy, holy, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord.